Hello and welcome to the Coach Martin Manila podcast. I am Coach Martin Manila and I am from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. All of you who follow me, you know how it goes already, okay? Lots of tips and tricks here and a wealth of opportunities for you, whether it be services, products, or just advice about how to sound great in English, you're going to find it here. Also, career coaching, interview practice, maybe investment advice if you're looking to create wealth and attract that into your life. Maybe just to change your mindset. Remember, I'm a high-performance executive coach, so if you are an executive looking to perform at a much better level, whether it be in your native language or English as a second language, I can help you. Today, I'm going to carry on on the theme because it's really popular. I'm getting more Arabic-speaking students asking me for help. So thank you very much for writing in to me. If you've got a question, do contact me on Telegram. That's the best way to reach me. Or you can even just ring in a little voice note to the show, all right? Just click the link down below to leave me a voice message. And who knows? Maybe I will deal with it in the next podcast. So we know Arabic is widely spoken, okay? And grammar mistakes, we're going to talk about grammar mistakes now, do happen a lot for Arabic speaking people studying English because of the vast difference between English and any other of the uh, Semitic languages. So the differences create potential for you to have difficulty with English pronunciation, spelling and grammar, right? So you really are facing many challenges and this is why I admire my um, Arabic speaking students possibly um, in so many ways, okay? Now, Arabic is a case and gender language that uses the roots of consonants to form words. Um, and when we look at it, okay, the insertion of additions of prefixes, suffixes, sometimes consonants to the root changes the word's meaning function, case, tense, and even the gender, right? So it is a very complex language. Um, grammar mistakes made by my Arabic speaking students can usually be traced back to, of course, the native language interfering. It's understandable. All right. Um, and I'd like you to know that the grammar rules for English are very different and internalizing them can be especially challenging for you. So don't be too hard on yourself if this doesn't make sense or doesn't work first time, second time or third time. Persistence and repetition is key. OK, um, now. These are the top three grammar mistakes that I frequently come across when I'm coaching my Arabic speaking students. Remember, I have a particular specialty for my Arabic speaking students. I've worked with so many of you across the Middle East and, and beyond. Um, you know, many of you are also in the, the USA, uh, Canada, Australia, uh, really trying to assimilate yourself and get as native a sound as you possibly can. So well done to everybody who's managed to get themselves and into these places and fantastic careers. And it's been a pleasure to work with you so far. So let's look at the verb tense to be. This is the number one problem, all right? Um, right, obviously in Arabic, you've just got one present tense, okay? Um, and as we've just said, additions to the root with vowel insertion, suffixes, etc., will change the, the uh, variety of detail information, right? Okay, but when it comes down to it, um, Arabic-speaking students have a trouble with a few of our English present tenses because they don't directly translate, okay? Um, and these are the English present simple, the present perfect and the present progressive tenses. All right, now what are these? Let's give you some examples. So the English present tense is used obviously when an action, so your verb, is happening right now. It happens regularly or happens on a constant basis. So it's formed with the base form of the verb, um, making certain to add an S to the end if you've got a third person singular noun. 
So let me explain. So I work from home. Okay, I work from home. It's a statement, it's ongoing, and it's happening right now or happens currently in your life. He walks to school. So not he walks to school, but he walks to school. Okay. Now, often my Arabic students will make the mistake of using the present progressive when actually you want the present simple. So I often hear, I work in from home. Okay, I speak in my boss. Okay, so this is something to be very aware of. Listen out for it for yourself and see if you do that. Okay, the best tip I can give you here is to record yourself talking about your day, maybe for five minutes and listen back to it and see if you do any of these common mistakes here with your grammar. Okay, now clearly the error occurs because the Arabic present tense um, functions to indicate both present simple and present progressive tenses, right? That's confusing. Um, so sometimes you will often omit the S from the third person singular too. So as I said earlier, you would get he walked to school. Okay. Um, and this happens for a number of reasons again. All right. Um, the English present perfect tense expresses a past event or action that has occurred at an unspecified time and relates to the present. I don't really want you to get too bogged down with these descriptions. Okay. Um, it's formed with have or has, and then the past participle of the verb, okay, usually ending with the ed, okay, the ed word. So he has lived in the US since 2014, all right? Um, Arabic uh, speaking students, um, often you can mistake the present simple tense when you should use the present perfect. So he lived in the US since 2014. Okay, but it's not. He has lived in the U.S. since 2014. All right. The two sentences may appear to be similar or saying the same thing, um, but clearly in the simple past expression, it seems as though um, the person is no longer alive. They are dead. All right. Okay. So saying, well, he lived in the U.S. since 2014 implies that, well, he's no longer here. Okay. Um, the present perfect expression is talking presently about the fact that he's lived in the US for a number of time, a length of time. Okay. And it's really as though his friend is describing him to another person. Like, oh, yeah, my friend, he's lived in the US since 2014. Right. Okay. The English present progressive tense um, really refers to actions that are happening now and all will happen in the future, formed with the form of to be plus the ing ending. Okay, so like, you know, leave me alone. Okay, I'm reading. Okay, um, I'm going to the park next week. All right, so um, again, with this, listen out if you're making these mistakes. Sometimes you'll be using the present simple tense when you should use the present progressive. So you might say something like, go away, I read. Okay, or um, I go to the park next week. Okay, instead of I am going to the park next week. This happens again because Arabic sentences um, do occur without the use of a verb, right? So we would just have like Lisa teacher, okay, is the kind of direct way that you would express Lisa as a teacher in Arabic. Um, so it's like saying dog bad, right? Instead of saying, you know, the dog is bad, right? So there is no Arabic equivalent to the English to be. So, of course, understandably, the present progressive tense is especially difficult for you if you're an Arabic speaker using English as a second language. 
So just give it a go and try to practice and listen to yourself and correct it. And eventually you will start to put in the right version of to be. Okay. Also, um, let's look at articles here. Um, there are no indefinite articles in Arabic. So um, you will often find yourselves perhaps omitting using the English A and an in sentences because it's just not what happens in Arabic. So may I borrow a pen becomes may I borrow pen. Okay. Um, an elephant is a large animal becomes elephant is large animal. All right. So we are missing out those particular um, those particular indefinite articles. Okay. The definite article the does exist in Arabic. That's the good news. But there is a but. Its usage doesn't really follow that of English language. So it's really not helpful. Um, Sometimes you will use uh, the lots of times my Arabic sheets for the days of the week and place names. So I go to the market on Wednesday becomes I go to the market on the Wednesday. Okay, which you don't need. You can just drop that. It's similar actually for my Japanese students too. This happens a lot here as well. So it's like I say, this isn't to pick out any particular nationality. And many of you will suffer from these kind of challenges, all right? But uh, I just wanted to explicitly refer to my Arabic students who have messaged me. So this is why I've, I've done this one, mainly for the grammar of Arabic students. Um, and of course, we also have things like many people like Europe becomes many people like the Europe, okay? Which again is incorrect grammatically. Um, also, relative clauses, let's just have a chat about those briefly. Um, these add extra information to a sentence by describing or modifying the noun or the pronoun, right? Uh, they mainly utilize relative pronouns such as whoever, whose, who, which, who, whichever, when, that, where, okay? So my sister is the student, okay, who played in the football match, okay? This is the book that was assigned last week. Now, um, Arabic students um, basically would find that if you're using Arabic, the pronoun is included in the relative clause. Okay, so um, an Arabic student often says, "This is the book um, that it was assigned last week." Okay, so there is no person or non-person distinction in Arabic. That can be who, right? Okay, so therefore we would have something like my sister um, is the student that blah blah blah, right? Okay, so you can understand how this happens, all right? Um, in addition, you might have something like this. Um, we have, okay, I have a, a brother who speaks French, becomes I have a brother, okay, um, he speaks. French. Okay, so these are the little things to look at. Now, clearly, um, that isn't too bad. It is still understandable and kind of makes sense. But we don't really use the word who um, automatically, and we've got to get used to doing that. Okay. Um, again, my Japanese students make similar mistakes. So this isn't just to do with Arabic speakers. Overall, as I've just said, you know, you're not alone. Um, there are some very special challenges, though, for Arabic students. The grammar rules of English do differ greatly from those of Arabic, right? So it's really important that you find ways to study some of this grammar that work for you, that kind of make you feel inspired, um, and understanding why you're making these certain grammar mistakes, and how come the English sentences are made the way that we are, 
gives you the confidence to build more complex English structures. So try to read as much as possible and look and analyze the structures being used. Also listen to my words in the podcast and then try and repeat them back, okay? But I hope this is giving you some support and information about the grammar issues facing you as an Arabic student, what you can do to fix it. And of course, it does also work for many of you, even if you're not an Arabic speaker. So give that a go. Let me know how you're getting on and keep going. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.